0: podcast do loo, doo, doo, doo. podcast two hoes two hoes poor house on the hill from down girl house on the hill who, who. oh yeah it's a
1: on the hill Do house on the hill, who who who
0: who house on the
1: hill. don't roll your skirt too short everybody's gonna wanna be up in that shorts What? That I was in the bathroom. Sorry, it took me a second to answer.
0: Oh, okay. Um, that's okay.
1: Are you sure?
0: Did you wash your hands?
1: No. No, I didn't, asshole, and that's your fault.
0: Oh, my God. But wait, did you go number one or number two?
1: <sighs> number one.
0: You never wash your hands when you pee.
1: I don't really, like, because I don't piss on my hands.
0: I know, you always say that, and I think it's gross, and I think you... I,
1: I usually, if I know that you're going to use something like a, like your toothbrush, like things that I know you're going to put in your mouth, I usually touch them with my hands after I pee.
0: What are you talking about? What, when you're at my house?
1: Just anywhere where I'm around you. Like if I'm out to eat with you, usually I like touch your food. Well, or your silverware—that's gross. With my pee hands,
0: and you always say this, but like, like when you're wiping yourself. So today's episode is uh, the vagina episode, and we're going to be talking about vaginas. And on the vagina episode, yeah, it's uh, episode nine, and I just want to say the episode bad
1: episode
0: nine. It's episode nine on nine nine. Yeah, episode nine on nine nine.
1: Today's September
0: 9th, 2018.
1: Episode wow. 9. Wow. And um, it's a shitty Sunday. It's fucking gross outside. But it's wet like a vagina
0: outside. It is wet like a vagina outside.
1: It's not very warm like a vagina, though. It's cool
0: and yeah.
1: wet, cool and damp outside.
0: Yeah, so if it was maybe uh, a corpse vagina, it would be like today.
1: Yeah, but it might not be that moist if it was a corpse vagina, unless you put lube in there, or Vaseline or something. Or vomit, if you're going to use vomit as your lube, but you know, some people do that.
0: Really? People do that? Sure. Sure. Um, (laughs)
1: Especially when they're um, fucking dead girls.
0: So... I guess this is a good time to. Oh, y- yep, that's the trigger warning. <laughs> You're listening to two hosts from Delco, and that is our tr- our trigger warn- warning sound. Was so, that a, what is that? Is that like a fake gun with like a the sparking thing inside? Um, is that what that was? That was. Oh no, that was a. Is it this one? I feel like you're banging something plastic against a so table. That's not something. good. How was that? No. No? Oh, here's a magnet. Yeah, well, plate I triggered, that's for sure. Here's a zombie getting stabbed. That was stupid. Um, anyway, trigger warning, you're listening to Two hosts from Delco. Sorry we didn't do that before we started talking about having sex with a dead vagina and how um, to use throw up to lubricate um, the vagina to have sex. Uh, I don't even know why we went to such a fucked up dark place. Really... Bile,
1: stomach acid and bile.
0: I wanted to just point out that when you wipe yourself um, after you pee and you have this is for people with vaginas, that uh, you get uh, pee onto the toilet paper and then sometimes it actually it soaks through. The no, toilet I paper. can't done feel
1: it. What? I can't done feel the wet pee.
0: So what?
1: it ain't on my hands.
0: Okay, so if you wipe yourself and you feel like you did get pee on your hands, will you wash your hands then?
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: Ew. Of course. Well, I pretty much always feel like I feel there's pee comes through.
1: You always feel like you have pee on you.
0: When I wipe after I wipe myself, yeah, and that's why I wash my hands. That always feels
1: like she has pee all over her. Something's
0: wrong with you. <sighs> no, something's wrong with you and your pee Something hands. Wrong
1: with you and
0: also stop touching my stuff with your pee hands. Whatever. Um. I, like, also, because it's so cold and rainy, I didn't even want to, like, call you up and, and record this episode. I oh just my wanna god, start I almost
1: made up an excuse just so I could, like, take a nap for an hour. I was, I was laying there with ether on me and he was being cute and I just wanted to take a nap.
0: I was about to do that, too. Actually, I did take, like, a 20-minute nap and then... The
1: Holy shit.
0: You, did, you just took a 20-minute nap, too? Well,
1: it's actually a 20-minute nap,
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then I woke up from it and I was like, oh my god, it's so cold and rainy and I don't feel like calling up Marine and talking about vaginas for an uh-uh. hour. And um but then like, let's just fucking do it. Let's just get through it. Let's just do it. But okay, let's, let's push through these vaginas. Let's push through these vaginas. That's how babies are born. That's how podcasts are born. And I also need to get us into line here because this is a professional podcast. Two hosts from Delco with Beth Heinley and Maureen Cummings. You could uh, tweet at us at Beth Heinley B-E-T-H-A-T-I-N-L-Y, all lowercase, no space. And Maureen, what's your Twitter handle? Mocum 99,
1: M-O-C-U-M 99.
0: Uh, any capitalized letters or spaces? No, there's
1: never any capitalized or anything,
0: Beth. Uh, you've been really it active matter. on. It
1: doesn't matter. You've it been really. There's no like. Uh, there's not like a Beth Heinley out there with the capital B who's not you.
0: There actually are quite a few. Uh, there's some Beth Heinleys on the internet aside from me. There's a Beth Heinley hyphenated monk, and there's a Joe Beth Heinley. And Are any of them set apart by the capital letters in their name, Yes. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. I'm She's like, lying.
0: I'm not lying. I am not lying. I know when a
1: woman's lying, she opens her mouth.
0: Wow. Uh, did you watch that? That reminds me. Did you watch? Speaking of um, women opening their mouths and vaginas, did you watch the uh, U.S. Open or whatever the hell it was yesterday with uh, uh, Serena Williams and um, the Osaka girl? Is that her name? No,
1: I just saw a picture of one of them, like in a
0: Naomi cat Osaka. Seat, and What's that?
1: It was talking about shorts, like. Something about women wearing shorts in
0: tennis. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, well, oh my God. Wait, so you don't even know what happened yesterday.
1: I don't even know. No, I fuck, I don't read the
0: news. Um, well, okay. So yesterday, uh, Serena Williams was going for her like 24th Grand Slam or whatever. Uh, tennis Grand tournament. Slam? Grand Slam. Grand Slam?
1: That's yeah. in baseball.
0: Or it's a uh, Denny's breakfast, but...
1: oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like two eggs. Uh, it's the Grand Slam. It's like two eggs, potatoes, and uh, you get like a, a meat, a meat with that. Anyway, uh, yeah, so she got into an argument with the referee, Serena Williams, and uh, he. the argument was apparently her coach signaled her to move closer to the net from the stands and the ref uh then told Serena that it was like a violation because you're not supposed to get coached while you're on the on the court that's not how tennis works apparently you're not allowed to do that okay and she was like I'm not cheating like he wouldn't like whatever like he could signal at me as much as he wants but I wasn't cheating and you know I'm not taking you know coaching whatever and he was like, that's your first thing. And then, like, it kind of got her all frazzled. And then next thing you know, uh, the other thing was, like, she, like, missed a shot or something, and she threw her rack onto the court. Like, she threw her rack down and bent it, because apparently she... Her racket? Her, what's that?
1: Her racket?
0: Yeah, her racket. Her tennis racket. She
1: and, rack. and she...
0: Tell me about her rack. Uh... That's sexist, Marine.
1: Continue with the story. So she threw her
0: tennis and- racket on the ground and, and broke it because she was pissed off. And then he then violated, he like gave her a violation, was like, that's it, I'm taking a point away. And basically she was like, yelled at him and then they got in a fight and he took a point away. And then Serena lost the match. And Naomi Osaka won the match, and everyone thinks that Serena would have won the match if she didn't lose a point because she got in the fight with the ref. And everyone's calling the ref a sexist pig because he interrupted the game by getting Serena all fired up and giving and like giving her dumb points, like, um, like uh, what was it? I I. I'm just seeing another headline here that also Serena Williams is being fined $17,000 from the well, U.S. So Open. it had
1: nothing to do with whether she was wearing shorts or not because the only headline I saw in the news about her was about whether women in tennis are allowed to wear shorts.
0: Well, and that's kind of, that is the first part because, yeah, which I actually think is also really fucked up. Like, why do women have to wear tiny fucking skirts? Like, what is the big deal? Why can't they wear shorts? I don't, I mean, there's like a bunch of, and this is like with sports like tennis and golf and shit like that, that they have like these like white people rules that I think, and I just want to call them white people rules and, um, because it's just real, some like uppity fucking bullshit. Like, oh, it's traditionally that, you know, girls wear skirts and right. that's how because. tennis is and it's just like no like fuck you that is a stupid women
1: are rule also of property.
0: What did you just say I couldn't I didn't hear you I
1: said so, traditionally women are also pieces of property
0: Yeah so, in any case, and Serena didn't want to wear a skirt or something. And I think that was the just going into the match. That was, like, not the actual match. But then, like, she got in a fight with the ref. And she called him, like, a sexist pig. And for him inserting his ego into the game by being like, you can't talk to me like that. Or, or just being, like, petty. Being like, oh, I just saw your coach motion for you to move closer to the net. So, I'm going to give you, I'm going to... Give you a violation on that or something. Yeah. So, and then everyone's pissed off. And then the poor Naomi Osaka, when uh, she was getting awarded the uh, trophy, is that, did you just, Marine, Marine just hung up on me? Marine fucking cunt. Okay, what happened?
1: I picked
0: up my phone, and I accidentally hung up on you. What part did you... I, I uh, uh... Just a second
1: ago. It okay. was just, like, it just happened.
0: Well, when Naomi Osaka got her trophy and went to go stand up and be like, put the trophy over her head and everything, everyone, thought, everyone was booing her. But I don't know if they were... If the crowd was booing her particularly or just the entire situation. And, uh, because... You know, I think everyone was just, like, pissed off at the entire situation and felt like Serena got robbed out of a point. And it's, like, then uh, Serena then said... Well, I think this was, like, before she got the trophy. In any case, she was, like, let's give Naomi her time and don't boo her. And it's not cool to do that. Like, she played a really great game. And we're both in this, like, bad situation here. But let's, like cheer her on and congratulate her. Which I thought was really cool. And, um... I don't know. It was just funny. And then, I mean, it wasn't funny. So, um... But it was... It's basically all about vaginas. Because what it boils down to and what all the Think Piece articles are, um, centering around as far as what happened at this game, it's that it's sexism. Yeah. And, um, the... Um... The referee who probably has a tiny, small, little dick. No, it's not... It's not right to... I don't think it's right to, uh, body shame people as, like... So, I'm not into people who who say that men have small dicks to try and humiliate them. But, uh, this guy obviously has some kind of issue with his penis.
1: Obviously a micro day. What? Obviously has a micro
0: day. Oh, a micro day. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so okay, that's I mean I'm just you like you might
1: not make fun of guys small penises but I do.
0: Good for you. Good for you, Maureen.
1: Please continue.
0: Um, that's it. That's that's the whole story right there. And uh uh you you should I mean, you're on Twitter now. You should have known at least from Twitter that this happened.
1: I told you I saw that there was something to do with her shorts. That's all, I, that's all there was. When did you
0: log on to Twitter? Last. I don't know, earlier today. Earlier today? And, mm-hmm. you, and all you saw was news about her shorts? Yep. Wow. Who are you what following? You're following, yeah. you're following me. You're following me.
1: I didn't see you I didn't see your post about it. I, I didn't. didn't see post. I like looked at So I don't sit there on Twitter and be like, I'm gonna spend the next three hours making sure I know everything that's going on in the world. Like I don't care. I just no, it doesn't take. Short.
0: It doesn't take three hours.
1: Anyway, stop news shaming me.
0: And news shaming—that's something yeah. new that I need to There's be aware of.
1: Stop it, KJ. My dog is now news shaming me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um okay, so uh, we have a little sidetrack there, but technically that not really because those are actually every everyone in that story it involves um, people with vaginas. So
1: yeah because so really kind of she was bullying me.
0: Oh, now I'm bullying
1: you. Yeah, you're a bully. bully I'm being
0: bullied. Um, I'm sorry for bullying you and news shaming you. I didn't mean to do that. But see, you know what? Actually, that's not a real apology because I didn't own up to it. uh, Really, because I said, "What did I say?" I said, uh, "Sorry for doing that." I didn't realize it. Like, so that's kind of being like, uh, "Oh, you're you're really sensitive, and I didn't realize it."
1: Yeah, you're not really taking responsibility for what you're for the ramifications of what you said.
0: Um, on that note, we should get into the apology section of the podcast. We open up Two hosts from Delco in um, uh, with two sections. We have the one section, the apology section. And basically, it's notes that I've taken and tweets uh, that I've received from people who have listened to the podcast. All suggestions of things that Maureen and I should apologize for. And then we do a recap Uh, section of the episode which is about the previous episode and uh, the recap section I should note like we don't actually literally like recap the episode word for word essentially but I just go over things that we might have missed or things that are like incorrect that we said because also Maureen and I do absolutely zero research Uh, When we do these podcasts, we're just... That's not
1: true. I do like 1% of what a normal person would do.
0: Well, for today's episode, I just figured I have a vagina, so I should be fine to be able to talk about vaginas.
1: All I did was Google different words for vaginas, and I have two different articles about it. Oh,
0: nice. All right, well, first let's get into apologies, then we'll start off, remind me to start off with you giving the different words for vaginas and talking about these articles. But in any case, so uh, the Pika's episode was our previous episode, episode 8, Pika's Italian Family family Italian Restaurant in Upper Darby, Pennsylvania. And the things I need to apologize for, I uh, called Tina Fey a bitch. And that was not right of me, I don't know Tina Fey, and it's not cool of me to call her a bitch. And it's I want cool. it's not cool, and I want to apologize for that. And I also think that's probably why when we were leaving, and that um, you said that one elderly woman said that this is a family restaurant, and they're talking like that, and we were like, were they talking about us? And I was like, they probably were talking about us, and they probably heard me call Tina Fey a bitch, and they they just yes. wanted me out of their restaurant. Not cool
1: to call her a bitch.
0: Um, and then there was a trigger warning that I didn't do. Um, uh, Let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, It was... What was the trigger warning for? Uh, Oh! It was talking about eating disorders. And we, we talked about eating disorders a lot. And I... I like actually throughout the episode while we were actually while we were eating and there's a lot of people who um, makes them feel unsafe to hear people talking about eating disorders or brings up um, or it's a trigger response. It brings up bad memories and stuff like that. And so we should have warned people about that at the beginning of the episode.
1: We're sorry. So Sorry.
0: Uh, I wanted to apologize for having predatory, for displaying predatory behavior when I yelled at the young topless boys running in the rain.
1: Oh, God. That was so hot.
0: I wanted to apologize for not mentioning Wawa once in the last episode. We didn't. What? Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's really messed up, dude.
0: And I'd like to we take...
1: Didn't... I thought we did talk about it. We drove it through right past the Wawa because we were at Pika's, which is across the street from a Wawa. How the fuck did we not talk about Wawa?
0: We didn't. We did go to Wawa after Pika's, though. Yeah. I... It's crazy. I'm
1: really sorry about the Wawa thing.
0: Yeah. Not um,
1: really.
0: Yeah. I mean, no, it's not right to not mention Wawa. And I'd also, at this point in time, want to do a shout-out to our people from Orlando, Florida, who are listening right now. Uh, we uh, have been getting a lot of listens from Florida, and I think it's in part because of the Wawa episode. So
1: Nice! I wonder how many of those people are, in fact, people who are addicts who went to Florida to go to rehab.
0: I bet it's, I bet that's the the uh, demographic right there. The exact demographic. The, our community. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, I, RSS feeds aren't able to track, they can track your gender, age, and um, you know, where you live, but they haven't been able to track whether you're a recovering addict or not. Yeah. So. We can only speculate, but I assume that if you're in, if you're listening to two hosts from Delco and you're living in Florida, uh, that it's probably you probably are a recovering addict,
1: at least a drunk.
0: Um. Okay. Uh, Marine, I said that I have a lot of Leo girlfriends, and you said, "ew." <laughs> you think it's funny?
1: Leo's a bitches.
0: There's nothing wrong with having girlfriends. I wasn't saying ooh,
1: lesbians. I was saying ooh, leos. Bitch.
0: Talking about about diarrhea while eating food was particularly (laughs) gross. And I wanted to apologize for that. Uh, Let's see. We were scraping the plates a lot while we were eating, and it was a very annoying sound, which probably explains... I thought it was cool. I thought
1: it gave it a nice ambiance.
0: The scratching of the utensils on the plates? Yeah, it was like,
1: oh yeah, we're eating in a restaurant.
0: To me, it sounded like... (coughs) Diarrhea.
1: My cat just Rhino
0: over through the door with like really
1: wide eyes. Like, that? <laughs> <laughs> really Yeah,
0: okay, I... What was that,
1: Ether? What was it? I, Ooh, uh... are you coming over? You coming over? What, Ether? Hello,
0: Eva. Burping. There was a lot of burping in the la- last episode. We were doing really well not saying the word crazy in the, the I previous... I think this is the
1: Zona fucking thing. You keep harping on this. I think it's
0: crazy that you keep harping on this, and I don't care. Why, uh, define crazy to me.
1: You are the definition of crazy.
0: See, now, that's not nice. That's insulting, and it it hurts my feelings. So that's why you don't use the word crazy. Okay, Whatever. bitch. Whatever. Whatever. Fucking vagina piece of shit. Anyway, um... I'm sorry for saying crazy a lot. And then I wanted you to apologize, Maureen, for this is the last thing I have here, but I wanted you to apologize for saying pretty, 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 pretty good. Why? Because I stole it. Well, I mean, it's from Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I hate that show, and I hate Larry David and Seinfeld. So I just I, think you should really, apologize. I,
1: didn't, I like, hate it. That. I don't,
0: know. I'm not apologizing to anyone for liking Larry David. Well, it's also, pretty not only... Pretty good. You, like, you like Larry David and Curb Your Enthusiasm and all that, and that's fine, but don't you think that um, people that say pretty, 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 pretty good outside of that television show are annoying?
1: No, I think that you need to take responsibility for your own fucked up feelings. And you can't blame things that other people say for how you feel inside, inside your black, thick
0: heart. Why do you feel the need to say pretty, 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 pretty good? Do you think you're funny? Do you think it's because
1: I think it's funny? It makes what, me giggle inside.
0: Why is it funny?
1: It's just funny to me. Why? What is art, Beth?
0: Oh my god! No, you're not going to do that argument with me. I, uh, why are you compelled to say pretty, 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 good? What is compelled? What, what compels you to do that? Because you do it a lot, actually, Maureen. Anyway. It's um, like
1: a tick. Tutu. Have you ever heard
0: of vagina called a tutu? Have you ever called a
1: vagina, heard of vagina called a front butt?
0: No, that's actually really... I think that only pertains to shaved vaginas.
1: Maybe. Or that one.
0: Because I uh, I think that shaved vaginas look like front butts.
1: Oh, yeah, sure.
0: And also they kind of remind like me of, like, boots. chicken in a weird... Ew. Yeah, I think of chicken when I see a shaved vagina. Oh,
1: yeah, because of, like, the little bumps.
0: Yeah, oh, and then I'm like, uh... Are people really into that? Like, I don't know. Sorry, I'm not Yay. in this shape, pussy.
1: I, I like it, but I just like it because it's easy. And after years of trying to figure out how to, like, style mm-hmm. the hair down there, um, which you're aware of. Like, at one point, I remember you saw it and made fun of me because it was, like, very square. Like, this is... Oh, you did, like,
0: look. a... Yeah, it was, like, a yeah, rectangle. Yeah, so this
1: was, like, in the early 2000s, and women were, like, doing landing strips a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so... But it wasn't a landing strip. It was just, like, it was just, like, trimmed, and It looked like, like very a very Nazi pussy.
0: Hair. It looked like Nazi Germany pussy to me. Not- <laughs> yeah,
1: it was, like, cornered. Um, yeah, so, anyway... Whatever. I you made fun of my pussy hair before, so you should apologize
0: to me. Why should I apologize you for, to you for your ridiculously shaved pussy? That's your this choice. Is
1: so hard. This is bullying. I'm being bullied right now. I don't right, like how I feel on side, therefore I'm blaming you.
0: Let's get on to the recap part of the episode. So, uh, recap for the episode Picas, episode eight of Two Hoes from Delco, Picas. Italian family restaurant, and uh, these are some of the recaps that I noted. And also, I I think that our Pika's episode is really, really had not done so well, and I just want to like point that out for it the record. It
1: was really slow because we were eating.
0: Well, I guess because it was slow, but we only got like twenty eight people listened. I thought a lot yeah. more people would be excited about Pika's. Like, it's like our least listened to episode at the moment, and that's disappointing.
1: It is, but I guess it's like a very specific audience, even more so than Wawa. Like, there's only, is there more than one location of Pico? Yes,
0: there's one in Westchester.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not as many as Wawa. I feel like percentage-wise, that actually makes sense.
0: Well, uh, we didn't describe the sauce. Really, really well. Uh, we didn't so I that really well? we didn't describe the sauce. The which, sauce? Yeah, which I think is the most important part of picas.
1: Well, it's the red sauce, not gravy. Uh huh. In the sense, number one, that I call it sauce, not fucking gravy. But number two, that it does not have usually meat in the sauce. Like their mm-hmm. red sauce, their basic red sauce doesn't have meat in it. Although they have dishes with meat in the sauce, mm-hmm. or dishes with food in the sauce. I'm mm-hmm. um, not really sure how to describe it other than really, really good sauce.
0: Well, it's salty, not sweet. It's not a sweet tomato sauce. Um, I hate sweet sauce? tomato sauce. I hate that shit. And it's not sweet. It's the perfect amount of salty. Um tomato-y. tomato yeah. Basil. There's basil in it. I'm sure. Definitely basil. I, I Be- like that a hints lot, of too. basil. Yeah. Very fresh-tasting sauce. That's a good way to
1: describe it, fresh-tasting.
0: Uh, okay, so, and then there was another point in the episode I just wanted to point out. It sounds like one of us farted at one point of the episode. And I just wanted to, for the record, state that neither of us farted. And that was not a fart sound.
1: Um, I don't even know what you're talking about, and he not smell a it, delet, it, so I feel like you are the one that farted
0: since you heard it. And now I would like to take take a moment uh, to talk about one of our sponsors of Two Hoes from Delco, uh, Taurine Bliss. Taurian Bliss It's a jewelry um, accessory Etsy shop online at Etsy.com, and it's spelled T-A-U-R-E-A N B L I S S. It is a shop that that sells handcrafted jewelry, and also doesn't your mom make scents and oils and stuff like that too? Doesn't
1: your mom make scents and oils and stuff like that?
0: No, she doesn't.
1: Oh no, my mom does. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, go like, to
1: oils and face like um face
0: things. Mm-hmm.
1: She has actually a um. God, what is it? There's, like, a couple. of. There she has, I think, a rose quartz face spray. Mm-hmm. Like, she has semi-precious to- gemstone facial sprays that do different things and have different benefits. Um, oils with different types of essential oils that have benefits for the skin. Mm-hmm. She's got all kinds of different things. And then she has her jewelry that she's been making for quite a while now. And um, she has some really beautiful beads that she finds secondhand, um, and she has semi-precious stones and jewelry. She does
0: necklaces, earrings, Mm. bracelets, all kinds of cool stuff. And although your mom is uh, a Capricorn, her moon is in Taurus, which is where the name Taurian Bliss comes from.
1: Now, did she tell you this, or are you going by what I said?
0: I'm going by what you said.
1: Okay, yes. This may or may not be all Accurate, I think it
0: is so. Go there today to re bliss, etsy.com. Go to their shop, buy, buy, treat yourself, buy some jewelry, get some face stuff. Smell good, it, it's smell good. I
1: mean, it's one of the kinds. Yeah, you're never gonna see another piece like it. It's all pretty unique looking stuff. Um, but and there's we, also like some understated stuff, but there's like some real statement pieces as well.
0: At checkout, use the promo code, code Two Hose from Delco ShopNow69 for 20% off your purchase. Did
1: you just make that up? Is that a real thing?
0: In any case, that's what a if you would like to advertise with us, that's what your commercial will be like on two hose from Delco. So please get in touch with us today and advertise with us um, to our many, many listeners. And sell, sell your product and go to, go to Etsy.com forward slash Turian Bliss. Thank you.
1: Uh, that's not what your commercial would sound like because I wouldn't be like, well, I'm not really sure about some of this information and I might have made it up. Um,
0: but,
1: you know, check it out. I'm not going to do that.
0: I also... Oh, I wanted to uh, apologize that I did not... Um, thoroughly explain what the Neocon Atlantic Council is. Um, and so I'm going to read from the Wikipedia page right now so that we can give out accurate information to our listeners about who and what the the Neocon uh, Atlantic Council is. So the Atlantic uh, Council is of the United States, promotes constructive U.S. leadership and engagement in international affairs based on the central role of the Atlantic community in meeting the international challenges of the 21st century. The Council embodies a nonpartisan network of leaders who aim to bring ideas to power and to give power to ideas by stimulating dialogue and discussion about critical international issues with a view of enriching public debate and promoting consensus on appropriate responses in the administration, the Congress, the corporate and non-profit sectors, and the media in the United States among leaders in Europe, Asia, and the Americas, conducting educational and exchange programs for successor generations of U.S. leaders so that they will come to value U.S. international engagement and have the knowledge and understanding necessary to develop effective policies. Through its diverse networks, the council builds broad constituencies to support constructive U.S. leadership and policies. Its program offices publish informational analysis, convene conferences among current and or future leaders, and contribute to the public debate in order to integrate the views of knowledgeable individuals from a wide variety of backgrounds, interests, and experiences. Um. So, uh, uh, and they banned Alex Jones from Facebook. So that's that. Uh, let's see. Oh, and the other thing is I talked, um, briefly about Venezuela and I had no idea really what was going on, um, in Venezuela. Uh, so... Basically, I'm going to go to, I'm on BBC News right now. And the question of the day is, what's wrong with Venezuela? Arguably, the biggest problem facing Venezuelans in their day-to-day lives is the hyperinflation. The annual inflation rate reached 83,000% in July, according to a recent study by the Opposition-controlled National Assembly. Prices have been doubling every 26 days on average. This has resulted in many Venezuelans struggling to afford basic items such as food and toiletries. With small items like a cup of coffee costing a whopping 2.5 boliviers, I'm sorry, I'm not from Venezuela, until recently, it also became increasingly difficult to pay for goods in cash. Until the currency's redomination on the 20th of August, Venezuelans needed 25 of their highest denomination notes, the 100,000... Bolivia dollar bill uh, to pay for their caffeine fix to avoid shopping with rucksacks full of cash Venezuelans increasingly started using electronic transfers for even the smallest transactions as the BBC's South American correspondent found in Car- Car- oh, god I'm so um, Caracas Caraca um, I have no idea Um, hold on. Let me just look it up real quick how to pronounce this. Pronounce, pronounce, pronunciation. Here we go. Here it is. Caracas. Thank you. Caracas. I wasn't actually wrong. (laughs) Waiter's handed customer customers their bank details, trusting that the latter would transfer them the tip electronically. How did hyperinflation come about? On the most basic level, there are more people wanting to purchase goods than the number of goods are available. Venezuela is rich in oil and has the largest proven reserves in the world, but arguably it's this exact wealth that underpins many of its economic problems. Because it has so much oil, Venezuela has never bothered to produce much else. It sells oil to other countries, And with the dollars it earns imports the goods the Venezuelans want and need from abroad. Its oil revenues account for about 95% of its export earnings. But when the oil price plummeted in 2014, Venezuela was faced with a shortfall of foreign currency. This, in turn, made it difficult to import goods goods at the same level as before, and imported items became scarcer. The result? Business increased prices and inflation rose. Add to that the government's willingness to print extra money and regularly hike the minimum wage in an effort to regain popularity with Venezuela's poor, and you get money which loses its worth rapidly Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, this sounds like a biased opinion to me, this sounds like a biased opinion to me, uh, the government is also increasingly struggling to get credit after it defaulted on some of its government bonds, with creditors less likely to take the risk of investing in Venezuela, the government has again taken to printing more money, further undermining its value and stoking inflation, now here's the thing, I'm going to say here, yeah, don't print more money. Everyone knows that that causes inflation, but why are they saying that it's a problem to raise the minimum wage for poor people? Like, like that? Why are they lumping in like that as the problem versus like literally the problem is they're printing more money? It's because they're in order to pay their poor people instead of rich people fucking taking less money to pay their fucking poor people, then. Then they just printed more money. That's what they yeah. did. <laughs> just make some more. <sighs> Alright, so I gotta stop reading this. Uh, but it, it looks like it's going really bad over there. And, yeah, that doesn't sound good. And it also seems like a really touchy amount of information, especially as when it comes to class and uh, rich people, which is, again, probably why... There was a left website, leftist website, that was banned from Facebook for probably discussing uh, more uh, critical information about the U.S. involvement, and also right. it's comparing it's comparing it to um, the disparity of wealth in the United States. Probably, I don't know. I didn't read that article. I couldn't because it it got it got put under the, the rug. Anyway, so uh, that's what's going on in Venezuela, and I just wanted uh, to recap on that because you can't really just mention things like that on a uh, podcast without getting into it. So uh, let's let's get back to me uh, about Carl. Oh, yeah, Carl, Maureen, your boyfriend. You said he likes to round out the tip in the credit card total. Yeah. And I said, you know, let me know how that works out for you. It sounds like he's a sociopath. So has anything happened uh, since then that well, made you... Huh. the other you, night I woke up yeah. in the middle of the night yes.
1: and he was just staring down at me with a knife pressed against my throat. Wow. But other than that, things seem fine except for that and the tipping thing.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, uh, it's good that you recorded that on the podcast. And then so. I was like, I
1: was like, hey, the other day, I was like, hey, Carl, how do you feel? And he was like, I feel nothing. So that also, you know, would hint to me that he's a sociopath. Because they don't have feelings, emotions, empathy. They don't have
0: empathy. Good luck with that, Maureen. Good luck with that. And to round That's off all we the. can do is. Hope for luck. Yeah, that's all we can do. When
1: you're in a relationship with a business, past, to hope
0: for the There's nothing more. Can't leave them or assistance yourself. Wow. There's a lot um, that we uh, got into with that right there. That deserves its whole, but like, own episode. I, and I think that's out. really bad advice. That's really bad advice, Maureen. That is bad advice. Well, bad, bad advice. I wanna talk about Poo-Tang. Okay, but then the to round off the recap I just wanna say the two old ladies who what were two who were the what two are old talking? ladies at Pika's who were complaining oh, okay. about people using vulgar language in their restaurant. It's a family well, those restaurant. Were, cunts. were they talking about us, yes or no?
1: I don't give a fuck because I'm over it and I don't care what those old twats talk about.
0: I think they were talking about us. Yes. Yeah, they probably were. Okay, so let's get into vaginas. Let's get into vaginas.
1: Yeah, let's get into vaginas.
0: Other other words for vagina, Marine.
1: Alright. Gotta pull this up here. Now what I found interesting about this online search. Is not necessarily the names I found for vaginas, but mm-hmm. the fact there were two different. My first two choices of websites for almost the identical list on like each website was um. There's one that was like, oh, haha, like funny names for vagina. Other names, and the other one was like a feminist, very like um. Sixty-nine work that we shouldn't use for vagina anymore like it it was really interesting to me that those were my options, depending on how I felt about using alternative words for vagina. there was like one with like a positive connotation and with like a very negative connotation about these words. Mm-hmm. um so that's I found that more interesting than the actual
0: words, okay. So, what, what are those words? Hold on a second.
1: So, the first, well, there was, you know, most common slang words for vagina or can, can we please just say vagina instead of these 50 other slang words? Um, that was the bitchy one. Mm-hmm. So, the 50 other slang words that we're not supposed to use are that the JJ sucks nether regions, lady business, lady fee, hoo-haw, cha-cha, lady
0: bit, crutch, muff, kitty, cooch. Muff always Coother. grossed me out.
1: Muff, I know, it's weird. My dad uh,
0: had a hat that said muff diver on it.
1: Ew, wow, you're that gross, dad.
0: I know, I know. And it had, like, it was called muff diver, and it had a little piggy nose on it, That's on it. That's fucking disgusting.
1: Anyway, kitty, knooch, <laughs> cooter, snatch, snapper, beaver, cookie, cupcake, coin purse.
0: Coin purse.
1: Flower, coin purse, yeah. Lady flower, honey pot, poon, poonani, twat, gash, banana basket.
0: I like gash.
1: Gash and yeah, violence. Banana basket, flower pot, fine china, never heard of that, juice box, pink panther, Hot pocket, bikini biz kit, penis fly trap, verbal <sighs> smile, do flap, flaming lips, puff pillow, notorious VAG, fur burger, bearded clam, sausage wallet, panty hamster, meat curtain, penis garage, pink taco, axe wounds, penis snuggie, pussy cunt. But the thing is, since this is like the bitchy list, mm-hmm. Pussy is just the P word with asterisk is after it. And then number 50 is C with asterisk after it. So they didn't actually write pussy and cunt. But I'm saying pussy, 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 and cunt,
0: cunt, cunt. I love the word cunt.
1: So do I. I say it all the time.
0: I also made up a nickname for my own vagina once. Well, I still call it that. But I call it, it's a dick moccasin. Ew. Yeah. But,
1: yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so... I still it the, the, sound comfy and, you know, worn in, like, it is yeah.
0: probably for And moccasins are made out of leather, so that makes sense, too. You have old leathery
1: skin down there? Mm-hmm.
0: That's oh, okay. yeah. I'm 37. Yeah, I also have uh, gray pew hairs as well.
1: I wouldn't know because I shave mine. Uh, not all the time. Um, I
0: actually don't have any gray pubes. I, I do. I have a, I have actually, I have a patch of gray pubes. It's just one patch. Yeah. I told people that my, my pube hairs, I make my pussy look like Rogue from X-Men. Huh. Gustave Courbet's 19, or 1866 painting, The Origin of the World, was the first censored piece of artwork on Facebook. And it's of a vagina. That's important vagina art.
1: Well, I mean, they are dirty and disgusting, so.
0: There there was actually. There was a performance artist who, like, uh, somewhat recently, who posed in front of that painting and pulled her dress up, and she wasn't wearing any underwear, and uh, she got kicked out. She's a French person. I forget her name.
1: Those French
0: people always showing their Punanis. Uh oh, her name's Lena Marquise and she's not French, she's Russian born. But a lot of Russians speak French. So I actually don't think I'm that far off there. Uh there was actually and there's another performance artist that went um, viral who who stuffed uh spaghettios in her vagina. Uh, fucking disgusting. And it was, uh, she's not it on this like page. It went, I like, think like it went, like, not
1: fucking
0: viral. Ew. It, it went viral, yeah. And I, I believe she was, um, it was a commentary on Martha Rosler's Semiotics of the Kitchen. I think so. I think it was that one, which is like a famous feminist performance art piece. And I think she was like either reciting from it or or something. Um, the Vagina Monologues, a 1996 episodic play by Eve Ensler. I never saw it, but it's it's women talking about the female sexuality, which I've never seen it, but I've
1: seen excerpts and read
0: excerpts I would be disappointed uh, to go and the to see the Vagina Monologues because then I would, I would be expecting for I would be expecting women without pants on, uh, using their fingers to move their vagina to talk. And then they, instead of talking about sexuality or anything like that, they would just be literally talking about um, being a vagina.
1: Uh-huh.
0: uh-huh, And from what I've heard, that is not what the show is. The no. show is not that. No. At least
1: none of the excerpts that I've seen are read.
0: Uh Anish Kapoor created
1: Wait, That's what. You know what? What? Um have you ever watched You
0: that know what? Show yeah, fuck Anish
1: Kapoor. <laughs> have you ever watched that show big mouth on Netflix? No. It's a cartoon. No. It's actually it's a fantastic show. It's hilarious. But okay. there's a really great Vagina
0: monologue in there. Oh, okay. That's
1: the vagina actually talking. Yeah. All right. The show is all about kids that are like going through puberty. It's really wonderful. It's, it's just a wonderful show. It's very, you know, relatable.
0: Yeah. Um. So anyway, what Yom Kippur? What are you saying? Uh, not Yom Kippur, Anish Kippur, and I was gonna read about a uh, our project that they did. They did about their vagina, but then I was like, you know what? no i don't feel like it uh georgia o'keefe uh who also by the way denied that her flowers were uh illustrations of female labia and i just want to say that that is bullshit and the
1: vagina is in the eye
0: of the beholder really that's we're gonna get philosophical on this now yeah how is the vagina in the eye of the beholder
1: Only you can decide as a viewer whether or
0: not it's a vagina. Like, let's just say I have, like, I have, like, a a grapefruit, okay? And I slice open the grapefruit, okay? And then I take my two fingers and run up the seam of the grapefruit. And then I stick my fingers into the middle of the grapefruit and the juice is coming out. And uh, and then like and then I pull my fingers out of the hole and then I rub them just around the hole right and uh, I do that and then I take the grapefruit to my mouth and I lick it and I suck the juice out Now to me That's just a grapefruit. That's how I eat grapefruit to other people that I might have just described um, oral sex.
1: You know what? The whole time you were talking about that, all I could think about was, ah, I hope she doesn't have any paper cuts on her fingers.
0: That that would really hurt.
1: I, I know. Didn't. That's all I was thinking about. Like, I wasn't thinking really about the vaginal. I knew you were trying to get me to think about vaginas, but I was thinking about, like, oh, what if she has a paper cut? What if she has, like one
0: of those little cuts in the corner of her mouth, like that you get in the winter time, and now she's like rubbing grape juice all over it. That thing Okay. I just thought, uh, I think, it, you know what, I think you're uncomfortable about talking about vaginas, maybe.
1: I think you're uncomfortable about talking about vaginas, maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, other artworks with uh, the vagina... Oh, Annie Sprinkle is a performance artist who, uh, they put their vagina on display. They sat in a chair and they were wearing a dress and they had like their dress open. And then they invited people to come up and with like a microscope. I think it was like, she had, well, she had like her, she had it wide open. It was about looking at her cervix and Ew. yeah Did so she, she had like
1: that, that thing, what's that thing in there the, uh, what's that thing they do at the gynecologist they put in you what's it called to open you up
0: is it a tourniquet no
1: no a tourniquet is like you put it around your arm to get a vein
0: oh yeah yeah that's what that is um uh, speculum?
1: speculum
0: speculum yeah yep yeah. that's what it is it's a speculum, a
1: speculum. so you can see right all up in there just like a little can opener yeah, yeah. so
0: I believe that's what she did and she invited people to come and look at her vagina so that's a
1: well what an invitation that would be
0: um, let's see I vaginas oh porn stars get their vagina lips clipped to make their vagina what they think looks more appealing I guess what do you yeah, What do you I mean, think I've about heard this?
1: I people doing that just in general, like women they, they don't make, like their lips? Vaginoplasty? Vaginoplasty?
0: Yeah, why do they do that?
1: Because they feel like their big giant roast beef curtains makes their pussy look old and sloppy.
0: So yeah, see, that's where I'm kind of like, because it is. I mean, a mature vagina has uh, meat curtains. A mature vagina. Yeah. Uh, Little girls don't have that. And so I'm kind of disturbed that people, that it's been, it's considered attractive for women to have vaginas that look like little girl vaginas. Oh, yeah. And then also to shave them, too. It's just really disturbing to me. And I think, like, what, what came first, the shaved pussy or the porn? I don't know. Is this just some kind of, is it, is it it for, is it a misogyny thing? Is it like, is it for men that women do this or is it for themselves that they do it?
1: Um, for me it's both. But yeah, I think that probably if you, you know, if you want to talk about it in terms of porn, you know, you have women with this pubic hair and that covers up their vagina. Mm -hmm. You can't like visually see it. Yeah, um, and visual stimulus is how men get aroused. Women, it's it's like physical feelings, being touched, but for men, it's it's visual stimulus. So if you think about what a man would want to see, and like, what would sell and form, like, if all of a sudden, like, there's like, oh my god, now her pussy's like, it's trimmed, and you can like, see it more, so guys are probably like, holy shit, and then like, shave it, now you can see more of it, you know what I mean? Like, and then, yeah, like, the little girl thing is, like, gross and weird, but our society fetishizes youth, so, mm-hmm. I mean, it really all, it, it's all fucked up, As it's like, hey, are you surprised?
0: No, I'm not surprised. I think it's fucked up, and it's something we should say is fucked up. Yeah, it is fucked up. And... I actually never really thought about that. That makes a lot of sense and also why porn stars bleach their buttholes too.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about that too as I was talking like yeah, just to make it all look younger and, and like it's from a fucking
0: doll and, and fresh. I mean if buttholes that aren't bleached they look like, they look like they're dirty. And nobody wants to
1: eat that. Yeah, it looks like there's shit on them and no one wants to touch a shitty bubble. No. Or put their mouth on it and go ass-to-mouth, you know, or whatever. Whatever whatever they're doing in their dirty porn. Uh,
0: but, uh, oh, uh, clit piercings. People get their clits pierced.
1: Yeah.
0: And, uh, that is both for stimulation during sex, right? And also, yeah, it looks pretty.
1: Yeah, you have um, a hood, a piece of skin over your clitoris called the clitoral hood, and you can get that pierced and get a bar there, and it directly stimulates the clitoris, mm-hmm. which you wouldn't have otherwise. Um, so, that's the purpose of that. I know you can get your clitoris itself pierced, but I feel like that's riskier. I don't know that much about it.
0: Yeah, um, and it could, like, you could hurt yourself. And then,
1: yeah, I don't really know about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff you can do down there as far as piercings and
0: sex stuff. Uh, if you had your clip pierced, Marine, would you talk about it on the podcast? I
1: probably wouldn't um, share that personal information, even though oh, okay. I can talk about my where. Pussy hair. Um, yeah, your bare pussy. That, that was very clear. You know, that was a long time ago, back in the day. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've all made... We've all done questionable things with our pussy hair.
0: I mean, yeah. I have definitely have... Like, when I wear... When I have to wear... Uh, I cosplay and I wear, like, all spandex uh, suits and stuff like that. Uh, it's They're, like, skin tight. And if I don't shave my pussy hair all the way off, you can see it. You can like see my cool. my pubes. And so... So if you all the way off, then can you see your camel toe? Yeah, then I, I do have a camel toe, but it's, it's actually, it's not even that noticeable because it is like a thick material. So it's not like that bad. Uh, with some of them though, like if I don't, like for instance, I wear like two like uh, suits um, I wear like a nude suit and then I wear whatever colored suit I'm wearing on top of that. And you, in that case, I don't really get a camel toe, but in each you case,
1: artists and the hipsters like camel toe anyway, it doesn't matter. You fucking want it. You want it to be camel toe. If why?
0: Why would you call I just, me? I just
1: do. You know, I don't know why you do. You tell me why you guys like why camel Why do you so
0: lump all artists to, with hipsters first off?
1: You guys just are.
0: It sounds like you have some Maybe kind of resentment.
1: Maybe it's because you're. It sounds good. like you're jealous. You can speak for this part of the hipster community and artist. Community no, I can't. I'm not hipster. a fucking hipster. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. You've been a hipster since you moved into Fish Town in 2003.
0: I completely disagree with this. I. Completely disagree with this. I am not oh, a hipster. Also, I don't reasons, even. I don't even like music, bitch. I don't even out. like from music. The perspective of Delaware
1: County people, you are definitely a hipster.
0: Oh well, Delaware County is just like a bunch of trash, white people. Well, this
1: show is from the perspective of Delaware County
0: assholes. Yeah, and I identify as a tra- a trashed white person, not as a hipster. As a white
1: trash white person, you yeah. identify? Yep. Okay. you can identify as whatever you want this is America
0: thanks, thanks, thanks for that Uh, let's get back to vaginas you
1: know what, you can thank Obama for that thanks a lot Obama
0: yeah, thanks Obama yeah,
1: thanks Obama
0: also I'd like like to thank Ralph Nader because because of seatbelts thanks Ralph Nader
1: because
0: of what is why you thank him, what? seatbelts seatbelts? Seat belts in your car, you idiot. Yeah, okay, that's what I
1: thought you said. Wow, that's pretty cool. Thanks,
0: Rob Nader. And speaking also, vaginas are under, speaking of politics, vaginas are under attack at the moment um, because of this Kavanaugh, douchebag, Supreme, Supreme Court guy. And I think it's actually really insane that we... What? What are you talking about? It's what, Beth? Oh, crap. I don't... I mean, I didn't mean to say insane. I mean to say it's out of this world. It's it's jarring to me that um, our vaginas are at risk because in the year 2018, Roe versus Wade could be overturned because some douchebag conservative is being elected to the Supreme Court, which is the lifelong position to the Supreme fucking Court, and... Uh, everyone's, pretty, everyone's pretty scared about it. I mean... I feel like
1: there might actually be violence uh, that if Roe versus Wade were overturned. I feel like they're really might like, be.
0: Well, like, let's not forget... You know, you know we should
1: hmm. do that thing that they did, like, I don't know if it was, like, in a Shakespeare play, I think it was. I think it happened in real life, I and mean, there was maybe a Shakespeare play about it, but where the women withhold sex from the men you know, we should
0: withhold that all of us. Uh, Which should not be a problem, because...
1: Yeah, right. Especially because we're all women are all lesbians anyway, mm-hmm. lesbians, and they're all cold bitches. Yeah. So, it, it's really, you know, they're not nice people, so...
0: I, I mean, look at Wonder Woman. Look at Wonder Woman. Not very wonderful. From from a all female, she's from an all female society. They didn't they didn't need men. They knew how to please themselves. Yeah, I don't didn't really know that
1: much about
0: Wonder Woman. Well, Wonder Woman doesn't need dick. That's all I have to say.
1: Oh, oh shit.
0: And I don't. I I think Wonder Woman is probably bisexual because uh, she did get it on with that one dude, and but. Uh, what's his name? Chris Pines. He looks like a golden retriever. Um, and, but I, I definitely think, you know, an island of, uh, an all-female populated island, you know, those women are having sex with each other or with themselves. So, Well, yeah. Um, Nothing wrong with that. No, there absolutely isn't. But I'm just saying that an all-female society where we do not fuck men is entirely possible. And it will happen if Roe versus Wade gets reversed. Um, And I wanted to point out that there was violence when Roe versus Wade was passed. But it wasn't on the liberal side of things. It was on the conservative side where... Uh, abortion doctors were being assassinated by Christian um, protesters that's a good point so uh, and it has been a long long struggle long fight too. I was actually I just watched this documentary on uh, Amazon my Amazon Prime account which I should actually um, not have anymore because they treat their workers poorly and don't pay them fairly Um, Yeah, actually, I listen to Carl talk about
1: this all the fucking time.
0: Yeah.
1: Amazon sucks.
0: Yeah, they do suck, and I really need to get rid of my Amazon Prime.
1: I got rid of mine.
0: Good. I I guess like my thing is that I don't know why I have it because I guess it's like with the Prime you have access to the lockers and I can get stuff shipped to a locker. And I can't get stuff shipped to my house because if something gets shipped to my house, it will get stolen. Um, That's actually a
1: good reason to have
0: it. I know. And so that's like, and also you get like free shipping as well. So that's why I have it. So I can have these lockers. But then if I do it the other way, it's, you can get packages delivered. Like UPS has drop off locations as well. Um, Uh Uh-huh. There's ways around it, but then also it's literally like I don't I don't know. It's just so streamlined, it's so convenient. I feel horrible about it. Anyway, vaginas. Mm-hmm. Vagina. Labia. Labia. Vulva. Plitoris. Uh, pubes. Uh, Brazilian waxes. What's a Brazilian wax, Marine? I never got one. Have you ever gotten one? Yeah. It that's a really really intimate thing, right? Because don't they also wax your butthole too when they do a Brazilian? Is that?
1: Yeah, it's the whole the whole thing. But I used to go to this lady in Central City uh-huh. who it, she was like this old Russian lady, barely spoke English. I'm like, it was like the soup Nazi, except she was the Brazilian wax Nazi. Uh huh. And you would go in, like, you literally would sit in this, like, little waiting room, like, you were not supposed to talk. There was always other girls there, because, like, it was this place, like, popular, because it was amazing. Uh-huh. And
0: Why would, is she so amazing?
1: Room, you would go into the back room, uh-huh. and it took two seconds. There was this little tiny room. It was so small, in fact, that when you were laying on the table in the middle, if you spread your legs, like, spread eagle when you're laying on your back, you could put your feet on both the walls. So that's what you had to do. Like, you had to lay there with, like, your legs open, your feet, like, on the walls. And she would just come in and be like, all off and you'd be like, Yeah, all off and she would just come up, she would just like spread this stuff like all over your downstairs area and it would be like like three swipes. Every single little bit of hair on you is gone. Like you don't even feel it, like you don't have time to feel it like before she's even done. And it's like, Ah like and like all of a sudden your crash on fire, but it's done.
0: So your crotch is on fire. That's like, what it feels like. And
1: then
0: she's like, no sex for 24 hours. <laughs> yep. All off. No sex for 24 hours. Get out.
1: Yeah, and it was like a five minute thing. Not even that expensive there.
0: Wow. It's not expensive either?
1: No. Um. I guess this place was, I had read about it in, I guess on the internet or something, and this place was, like, known, especially among, like, exotic dancers and stuff, like, in the Philadelphia, New Jersey, Delaware area, because she's, like, quick. Mm. She gets it done, and it's, like, not that expensive, and she does a really good job. Where is it? I don't know if it's still there. Um, It was near, well, it was when I worked at 17th and Market, and it was, like, a block behind that, so it was, like, maybe 17th, and it was on one of the little... The little tiny side streets. Is like Samson? No, no, like an even smaller, like, back alley area.
0: Like oh, okay. Wow. Behind, like, 17th and
1: Market, like, that block.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, and and you don't feel weird having your junk out for this Russian lady to... It all
1: goes so fast, and it's so, she's so, like, cold and, like, clinical that it doesn't matter. You're just like, okay, all done. Hmm. And, like, you you get in there and, like, you get all scared because you know it's going to fucking hurt. But it's, like, all happens at one time. Like, you're scared. It's, like, happens. It's done. And then you feel the pain. And then you're, like, ugh.
0: How long does like, it hurt for? Yeah.
1: Um, the initial pain. Like, there's the initial sting for, like, the first couple of seconds. Mm-hmm. And then for maybe, like, an hour. So you might be uncomfortable. But if the person does a bad job or, like, if you get, like, you know... I don't know, like burned or something. Like, you could have pain for longer. You know, you could have pain for like a day. Mm-hmm. You could get ingrown hairs if you get waxed all the time and they can get infected. Like, there's all kinds of problems you can have.
0: And how long before your hair starts growing back?
1: It's like not long enough. <laughs> you know, you would think it was a long time, but like, I feel like it was really only a couple of days.
0: Only a couple of days?
1: Yeah, before for you, all like, of that? With the Yeah, and I think,
0: too, if you wax all the time, your hair gets thinner. So probably the more you wax, like, the
1: longer it lasts. Oh, I thought your
0: hair got thicker the more you waxed. No. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, That doesn't sound worth it to me. For a couple days. I loved it. And then also, when your hair, your pubes start to go back, it's, like, really prickly and it also itches a lot. Um, so and you've
1: been getting grown hairs.
0: I mean, yeah, so I really don't get why people do this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. It's fine though. To each their own. Everyone does what they want to do. And that's why we live in America.
1: I like it. I mean there's Fucking no Cavanaugh piece of what?
0: shit. Sorry. What? Sorry. Sorry. Nothing. Uh, when was your last gynecologist appointment, Marine?
1: Oh, it's been a couple of years. I need to go. I was actually just thinking about that thing.
0: Yeah, I went recently, which I actually talked about in the breeder episode, if you want to hear about my visit to the gynecologist. Um, but it, she sucked and I, I don't know. I'll probably go back to her because I don't really feel like shopping around for doctors or anything like that. I'm lazy like that. Um, but, you know, my vagina checked out. It's A-OK
1: good i mean that's what i need is a new gynecologist i also want someone who like can help me with the emotional issues i've been having around my you know my hormone time of the month and yeah. stuff like I'm, most of the time i'm having pms where i have my fear like I, I i'm like rarely ever normal i rarely ever feel good
0: my uh, PMS this month was like a night and day situation. It, it's so, I definitely had like sad moments and, but not even close to what it was like last month.
1: So which I was, like I was grateful.
0: I was grateful. Do you feel like the birth control helping? I can't, it's too soon to tell. It's only been two months, but it definitely immediately helped with my period. My period was like nothing. And that's why I was like, uh, I think I will keep going because the not having pain during my period and then just having a really quick period was like so amazing that I was like, I'm going to try to see if I can emotionally get through the PMS time with this. Right. So I'm going to I'm gonna keep trying. Um, but it wasn't that bad this month. Uh, although I have noticed I'm not as funny.
1: You're not as funny?
0: Yeah, I'm not as funny. Oh, no, you've never been funny. Oh, bitch, please. I, like, would have spurt writing spurts, like, when I was about to have my period, when I was PMSing. Oh, yeah. Or, like, the week after my period, I would be in a really high mood, and I would be able to write a whole bunch of jokes and shit like that. And I used those specific times of the month to, like, write down jokes and stuff like that. And that did not, I'm not having these moments anymore. Uh, hopefully no, that's, that's just in my head, and I will get into another writing habit. But I yeah, I definitely used to use my hormonal imbalance to write jokes, and and now well, I'm, I'm like kind of even. Sorry. Sounds like a therapy. What's that?
1: Sounds very therapeutic.
0: Well, writing.
1: Yeah, using those times. Oh yeah. No, that's,
0: that's like, uh, you know, I went to therapy once and uh, the, these are sort of things I learned and read about in self-help books and they are very helpful. And I think people should, I think uh, people get annoyed. I, I wouldn't even say what I do is journaling. It's a form of journaling. Um, but I do think that journaling is helpful to, to treat depression yeah, and shit like that journal. and vagina problems. Uh, what else, what else about the vagina, Marine? Um, there's so much to talk about as far as vaginas are concerned. I mean,
1: there's even fake ones. There's pocket pussies that men can keep in their pocket in order to fuck them.
0: Yeah, I've seen those on the street. <laughs> I have. I've, way too many times I've seen a thrown out pocket pussy in the street. Ew. It's, yeah, it's gross. Ew. Um... Yeah, so, and, uh, oh, uh, any, do you have any embarrassing vagina stories you'd like to share?
1: Um, yeah, sure, I have one. Okay. This is horrible, All horrible. Right. So, I was in college, um, at the time I worked in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, at my school and I worked with these two guys who were actually really nice and like we became friends and um like you know, you're in college, like whatever, so you drink and hang out, like that's what you did. So yeah. I was over at their apartment one night.
0: Like, I still do just, that like,
1: Yeah, like and we were just like drinking forties and um I uh I got up and there was like a blood stain on the fucking couch. Oh. Like I got my period on their couch, like, this is every woman's worst nightmare, Yeah, especially at that age, you know what I mean, like, what, I was really lucky, they were, like, super nice guys, like, it became a joke, and my nickname with them became Scott, but, like, they were actually really nice guys, like, they never, like, talked about it to anybody else, like, it just was, like, a joke to make me feel better, but, yeah, I mean, it was, like, horrible, and there were guys that I hung out with back then who, like, it would, would have, like, tortured me forever
0: if that had happened around them, you know? Mm. Like, some of these guys were not nice. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, that is, that is a, that is my worst nightmare, too. I'm always paranoid of of that happening to me. So, I actually think I it did happen to me once, but it was a black plastic chair. And uh, no one could see it, so I was like, meh, fuck it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And it was because I was at like a panel discussion and I got my period during the panel. And I was like, oh shit, I literally, I could feel it. I just got my period. And then I was like trying to clinch like my, my pussy, my knee curtains shut to like hold the blood in. And that's what I was doing, like the whole panel discussion. And like, I couldn't do it. And uh, I bled like all over myself and I was sure that I got it on the chair. Uh, like, I was like, if this was, like, a different color chair or different, like, any kind of chair, I would have stood up and, like, everyone who was sitting around me would have been horrified because there would have been blood everywhere. I was what also... You, mean
1: you couldn't hold your period in, Beth. God.
0: I tried to. Also, I was wearing an all-black outfit as well. I was... I was graced with with those two specific things. Um... My yeah, other,
1: never, wear white pants. never
0: my embarrassing, um, vagina story was, uh, when I first, I got my period when I was 14 and actually the first time I got my period, it was like, I just read that periods last, like can last up to seven days. Um, but my period didn't last that long, but I was paranoid about like bleeding or something like that. And like bleeding on a chair or some shit. So I wore pads. So I wore pads for 7 days just to be sure. And my mom saw the pads in the trash in the bathroom and she accused me of lying about getting my period. <laughs> and I was so mortified and I was angry at her. Like cuz that's not like the movie sort of response that you expect to get from your mom when you, when you get your period and you're entering womanhood and it's like a beautiful time. And then your mom accuses you of fucking lying about it. Like, I still have a lot of resentment towards her about that. But so, yeah, so my mom accused me of lying and get my period. And then I, I tried to use tampons and the applicator, the top of the applicator part, it was my first time using a tampon, got stuck in my vaginal canal. And so... That
1: would be so scary if you are just like a young girl. Yeah,
0: it was terrifying, dude. And then I was like, oh my God, what do I do? And so I went and I told my mom, I said, mom, I used a tampon and the, the cardboard applicator part is stuck inside me. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Do we have to go to like the emergency room or something? So what does my mom do? She three-way calls my dad and my Aunt Eileen to discuss... Oh,
1: my God.
0: I hate my mom. To discuss um, the cardboard applicator that's stuck in my vagina, and she doesn't know what to do. And and neither does my Aunt Eileen and my dad. This was the most horrifying three-way conversation. And I was, like, on the other line of the phone, and when I heard... That she was on the phone. It was my Annaline and my dad. I was so mortified that I I went to the bathroom and literally just fingered it out of my vagina. I just like I went way. I just went the fuck up oh in there because I was so horrified by my mom having this phone conversation with these three specific people and uh, two specific people. And I yeah, I like just I went I went in deep and I got it out and. Uh, And then I was like, I came out of the bathroom. I was like, I got it out myself. I hate you. That's
1: horrible, Beth. I'm sorry that that happened to you.
0: Yeah, it was horrible. But um, for other young women listening who uh, might, or any woman who might get an applicator stuck in um, their vaginal canal, I just want to rest assured that you can get it out. You just need to relax. Mm -hmm. and put your fingers up there and reach around way up there there. it doesn't get it's not that bad it's it's not it's not going to go in your uterus okay like just get up in there um and uh you know fish it out it's fine just relax you can get it out uh i I
1: think it's important just a disclaimer in general about vaginas i think that it is wrong to expect a vagina always to be like wet and ready to go so, I feel yeah. like never feel ashamed about using lube. If a guy, guy, like, if a guy makes you feel bad about using lube, like, oh, well, like, I'm not turning you on enough, like, just kick him the fuck out of your bedroom, because he doesn't care about you or how your vagina feels. Or if, you know, a guy's listening to this, and they're like, what? I thought it meant that you not turn on if her vagina's not wet. No, your vagina can be not wet for many reasons, and, like, it really sucks. Whatever. I'm not going to continue to be more graphic, actually, but... Just like be nice to those parts of yeah. The
0: body. Yeah. Also, it's it's like better for the guy if uh, you know you're all lubed right? up. Yeah, it's a better experience for everyone, and you can get some lube that has like that warming lotion. Uh, I've oh, used getting, that. Really, I
1: get scared that would
0: irritate my skin it it is actually irritating i got it once (laughs) and it is irritating and i don't understand but uh i tried it and i didn't like it but uh, i can see how for some people that they might like it i don't know part of me was wondering i was like is this a thing more for the guy than for the girl that was another thing i was wondering
1: yeah it seems like it
0: would be but who knows oh it's probably for coming full circle here it's probably for having sex with a corpse you need the oh, warming rubber. Yeah, that pen. makes perfect sense, Beth. Yeah. Well now when we know
1: you see, when fucking equipped, don't use your vomit as Use warming lube.
0: Yeah. As and uh well yeah, there's a lot of reasons that first off, one birth control can make you drier down there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, if you're on birth control, that's sense. a side effect. Uh I was talking about how I'm perimenopausal. A part of being perimenopausal is being drier down there, Um, and yeah. So there's like a number of reasons. It's not all because oh the woman's not turned on. That's not all the reasons, Uh, unless you're you actually maybe you're not turned on, and you should and you should totally say that too if you're not turned on. Yeah, I'm not turned on. So that means someone has to do
1: something else to make you turned
0: on. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, any other, any oh, other... I giant?
1: have a real quick thing about birth control. Um, oh. really the best form of birth control is after you have sex, um, like if, if you're not on the pill or have any type of other birth control or use the condom, kind of, after the guy, you know, after the stuff goes inside of you from his pee
0: mm-hmm.
1: hole, um, what you have to do is actually douche with lysol. You douche with lysol, and that washes out all of the semen, and it kills all of the eggs and semen and washes them out of you, and it actually makes your vagina smell tiny, fresh.
0: You're disgusting. Are you serious?
1: <laughs> well, No, I'm not serious, but that actually used to be a thing.
0: Don't I mean, shut with up. Lysol. As oh, my yeah, God. That people. is this so not
1: that long ago. disgusting. This is, I feel, like, 100 years
0: ago. This was... the Well, Lysol wasn't even invented 100 years ago. Um, I don't
1: know. 100 years ago, was 1918.
0: Hold on. I'm looking up Lysol. Oh, there's a Lysol douche ad. Lysol, Lysol douche Lysol ad. ad,
1: 1928.
0: Ooh, Lysol Ew, So, like, yes. this is, like, before birth control, and this is what women would do is what you're saying.
1: Supposedly.
0: Um, that's disgusting and that sounds really bad for your vagina. Actually, I want to talk about that douching's actually in general is bad for your vagina. That you sh- and you shouldn't douche. Oh look,
1: you've been there. Yeah, I knew this was a thing. Their ads were supposedly like talked about using it as douche like, oh, like mm-hmm. it was for cleaning out your pussy.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's well. I mean, there's a lot of good bacteria down there that you shouldn't be getting rid of, and when you douche your vagina, um, you're like just to like for what to make it smell like a flower for your precious little boyfriend who can't fucking handle what a pussy smells like. Like, no, no, right.
1: <laughs> that's Don't be gay.
0: Yeah, I mean, if I'm sorry, but I have read a lot of erotic literature, and I have read a lot of erotic poetry, and in all times when a person is discussing being turned on by a pussy, they, it's all about the smell, the pungent. That's true. that, That is what turns you on. That's like part of it. So any guy who is like turned off by that, and I'm not saying, hey, I'm not even saying there's anything wrong with a guy who's, like, not into that smell. But it's not unnatural, basically. Right, it's not
1: bad and there's nothing wrong with you.
0: Yes. Um, There's also nothing wrong with you if you have uh, discharge. I actually had a friend uh, in high school who used to wear tampons all the time.
1: What?
0: Yeah, because they had... Uh, Because you have discharge when you're, like, during your ovulation, when you're ovulating, you have discharge, like, yeah you have discharge, like, all throughout the month, really. I mean, the only time to be concerned if it has, like, a really strong odor and it's, like, yellowy, cottage, cheesy. But, like, but honestly, your pussy is shooting out all kinds of shit all the time. That's just the way the pussy works. It is. It's shooting it out. It is there's like you know it's it's there's a bunch of bacteria down there, it's supposed to be like all like complex down there and uh and I think women feel ashamed about that, and I don't think that they should be, and they uh really need to embrace embrace all the the sticky ickies of the vagina,
1: yeah, give me that hot, that sweet that nasty that gushy stuff.
0: Don't me. Yeah. Yep. My feet, my back, my pussy, and my crack.
1: And my crack.
0: Uh, and I think I—I I really don't think. Uh, I don't know what else we could talk about. Uh, vaginas. I feel like that's enough
1: vagina talk. Oh,
0: uh, can you describe where the clitoris is for any men who might be listening? Which I highly doubt, but it would it's be wrong.
1: It's at the front.
0: It's the little man in the boat.
1: Mm-hmm, yep.
0: And just look for little, the little... belly button there, yeah. Just look at the, just look for the little man in the boat and, uh, lightly tap on his little top hat. <laughs> yeah. That's... That's the best advice I could give you. And
1: uh, don't be afraid to use a vibrator with your woman because she'll thank you. And don't be a baby. And there's nothing doesn't make you less of a man.
0: What for using a vibrator?
1: Yeah, like if your dudes like bring a vibrator in the bedroom with your lady.
0: There's uh, guys that are against that. I guess.
1: I feel like yeah. There's definitely guys who would feel intimidated by a toy feel like oh well you should i should you should like be pleased just by me touching you
0: mm. hmm. okay i've uh, never used a vibrator with a guy before
1: oh uh, well you should try it
0: also, I, I wanted to note too, I'm actually, speaking of vaginas and, and all that kind of shit, uh, vagina, like the vagina monologues, I don't really masturbate. And I've had people made me, make me feel like there's something wrong with me for that. But I don't really feel, I'm not, it's just not for me. I mean, when I've been single for a long time, I would masturbate then because uh, you know I needed that kind of release but otherwise I'm just not really I guess I'm not that sexual of a person in that sort I of way, way.
1: I, I have like a really low sex
0: drive do you do you masturbate a lot? Or are you uncomfortable talking oh, about that on the no podcast? I don't
1: um, I mean I have I think like it's something that's encouraged. If you are, you know, getting to know your body, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. as an exercise, to get to know your body, like, you know, in addition to, like, to satisfy your sexual urges or whatever, mm-hmm. I think it's, like, great, but, like, if you don't feel like doing it, like, you shouldn't do it either yeah. if you don't like it.
0: And I guess, like, for me, I mean, because my, I mean, uh, I don't want to talk about my uh, boyfriend's habits, because I think he would be really upset about that, but... I don't think that there's anything wrong with masturbating, but I am not compelled to do it. And I think when I want to, but I do think that everyone, whether you're, if you're in a relationship should have their own independent sexuality. I think it's, for me, I think it's healthy for couples to have each have their own um, sexual fantasy life that's independent from each other. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, think it,
1: I think you're absolutely right. I absolutely agree with that, and I think that's an unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's being, unpopular? Like, uh, yeah, I think it's unpopular. I don't think it's talked about as much, um, but I think it's really important. There's actually um, a, uh, what's it called, TED talk called Monogamish, like mm-hmm. like, and um, it's interesting. It talks a little bit about what you're,
0: yeah I just feel like it adds to um my like our sexuality together the fact that I have my own independent sexuality because I bring that to the bedroom and it and it makes me um like a better lover in that sort of way because I don't know it's I know exactly what I like and what I want and I'm also just not completely reliant on this person and I am totally fine with uh my my boyfriend being into porn or whatever the hell he's into on his own time as well now for me like I said I don't masturbate but I do read uh smutty I read dirty things and stuff like that. And I like to, I like, I don't watch porn, but I like to look at porn on Tumblr. Um, but, so I, I'm more like a mood, I have like a mood sexuality that's more a headspace than it is physical. Yeah, I think that's
1: a common thing for women. Um, I can totally agree with
0: that. We did just get though uh a new bathtub and it has uh this thing called the British telephone. And uh-huh. It's like a spray shower head, you know. Oh
1: yeah, I've heard of women doing that kind yeah of thing. I've never done that
0: before. So I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that out and uh I'll get back to you on that if what that's like, yeah, but, but I think back. it's going to be gonna Yeah, and then I can call whenever I'm like go to masturbate. I can always say I'm doing a British telephone. Yeah, I like it. Hey, I'm going to go take a British telephone. <laughs> Talk to you later. She's on the British
1: telephone.
0: Um, anyway, yeah. Um, pussy. I have a pussy at my feet right now. His name's Pecker. Yeah. That's, uh, that's okay. my cat. My cat's name okay. is Pecker. Oh, Maureen, um, side note. I wanted to tell you, I took Beelzebub to the emergency room um, because I came home from work and he was drooling and Uh he was pawing at his mouth and drooling Uh and he was acting lethargic so I thought like he ate something or something so we took him to the emergency room and he was he was fine he had a high temperature but besides that like they didn't see anything in his throat or his mouth or anything and they were like he seems totally fine so I guess it was a false alarm I don't know why he was drooling and, I mean,
1: I wonder if he was like really stressed out about something. Like maybe he got stuck somewhere, or something maybe happened.
0: Maybe I mean, we did just move. Uh, they seem pretty settled in at this point, but maybe the stress of the move, or we maybe that's so
1: weird. Like even something like there could have been a loud sound and uh-huh. totally like you know, freaking the fuck out. You know, who knows.
0: That's yeah, yeah, they're these two that I have are particularly very sensitive as well. So, but yeah, they were like, Yeah, nothing's wrong with them. They gave him like an anti nausea thing, and uh, and then he and since then he's been fine. So, I guess I just need to monitoring, monitor, monitor him. I was afraid there's like lead paint everywhere, yeah. and the you know, we have nothing but poisonous plants. I was afraid maybe he ate like a poisonous plant these of are the, the things I was, and also like he could have like got us. I've heard that they get, a, if they play with a string and it gets stuck to yeah. their tongue and then yeah, it's like, the yeah. So I was paranoid about all that stuff, but they kind of like rest me assured, but really funny. Uh, the vet came in and she was like, immediately went, obviously they spelled your cat's name wrong because it says it's uh, Beelzebub and not Beelzebub. And I was like, no, it's Beelzebub. And like, she spelled it out. And I said, no, it's B-E-E-L-Z-E-B-U-B. And she was like, Ow. Ah. And she was definitely like, I was wrong. I spelled Beelzebub wrong. And the thing <laughs> is, like... And, and it was, like, then it made the whole rest of the visit, like, really weird because she assumed they spelled my cat's name wrong because she thinks she knows how to spell Beelzebub. Right. And I was, like, then she spelled it, and I said, no, that's not right. Like, that, it is correct. This is how you spell it. And then, like, we just went on. And she made me feel really stupid to a point where I was, like, did I spell it wrong because I actually, like – like researched it a lot before I actually spelled the name because when I first got him and I decided I wanted to name him Beelzebub I actually thought Beelzebub it was pronounced the way it's pronounced the way people say it it does sound like b-e-e-z-l-e-b-u-b because people say Beelzebub when they say it but it's not that's not the actual way that's not how you spell it that's
1: not the way you spell
0: Beelzebub. But I've never, with this cat's name, like all the time, I actually get a lot of shit for his name. Like people are like B-Elzebub? Beelzebub, Beelzebub, <laughs> or like I, they'd be like, I don't know how to say this, or they go, I'm gonna need you to spell that. Like they go like what? Oh my God. <laughs> Fucking assholes. And assholes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I thought it was really rude, and actually, I, I, like, hate that doctor. I'm never going back Wow.
1: There. Yeah. Wow, that's really Well, uh, only because I,
0: she she assumed that I was wrong, and it was like, dude, I named my cat this, obviously, I looked it up, and not only did I look it up, but I also uh, have read about Beelzebub in the past, And I've also uh, looked up how you pronounce it on YouTube, like I do with you and I. And, you know, I did my research, you fucking cunt. Just because you're a vet and I'm like, you know, some dumb asshole is bringing their drooling cat into the ER, doesn't mean that I don't know how to spell Beyoncé (laughs) Bob. Just saying. You told her. Just saying.
1: All right.
0: That's it for vaginas. V Vagina V A G I N A No, let's not have uh, uh, no no V Vagina V A G I N A Vagina No No Vagina 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 Chicken Vagina oh there's a bunch of clitoris art too vagina vagina spotted hyena oh wow hyenas are hermaphrodites ew shut up yep it says it right here vagina vagina bye bye now Podcast, Podcast. doo-doo-loo, doo. two hoes, two hoes, house on the hill, From the whorehouse on the hill, boop, boop. oh yeah, it's the
1: house on the hill, two
0: hoes, two hoes, don't
1: roll your skirt too short, everybody's gonna wanna be up in that shorts.